Good morning, church. Who wants to hear the Word of God this morning? You'll turn to John chapter 8, verses 39 through 47. Actually, you know what? 38. Let's go. John chapter 8, verses 38. We're going to actually start with the last verse we, uh, we read last week. This is very pertinent. John chapter 8, verses 38 through 47. Before we begin, I'm going to be <coughs> trying to hammer home one point this morning. And it's this. Those who abide in God's Word are God's children... And those who do not abide in God's Word are Satan's children. I'm going to say that one more time. Those who abide in God's Word are God's children. Those who do not abide in God's Word are Satan's children. So without any further ado, if you'll stand for the reading of God's Word. And the Holy Spirit says... I speak of what I have seen with my Father, and you do what you have heard from your Father. Verse 39. They answered him, Abraham is our Father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You're doing the works of your father... The the works your father did. They said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Verse 44. You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Let's pray. Father, such heavy words from our Savior and Lord. And Father, Jesus speaks them just as loudly today. Give us ears to hear, Father, that we may hear and that we may come to see that there really are no orphans. There are either children of Satan or children of God. Father, call us unto Yourself so that we may no longer face You as judge, but may call You Father by the finished work of Your Son, Jesus. And all these things we ask in Your Son's name. Amen. Put that down there. I want you to imagine very briefly with me a guy named Brad. There's no Brads in here, I think. I chose that name on purpose. Brad grows up in church. Brad goes to youth group. 
Brad's mom takes him every week. He goes on Sundays. He goes on Wednesday nights. Brad goes to college. Brad stops going to church. Brad graduates from college, comes home, gets a nice job, still doesn't really go to church. Definitely he's not reading the Bible. He goes on Easter, Mother's Day. Brad gets married to a nice hometown girl. Still doesn't go to church. Gets a nice house. Still doesn't go to church. Brad actually starts having kids, and he's actually a pretty good dad. Teaches them right from wrong. Goes to all their ball games, all their events. Starts getting into cheerleading because one of his girls is a cheerleader. Gets into football because his son likes football. Doesn't really ever talk about the things of God with his children, but in all worldly sense, he's a good dad. They don't go to church. But his children grow up. They get married. He actually becomes a granddad. And he starts doing what grandparents do. Starts getting into what his grandkids do. No time ever reading God's Word. In fact, Brad can't really have a full-length spiritual conversation, but he's a good granddad. Brad retires from his job. He gets even a plaque from work telling how good he did. Has a good nest egg. By all accounts, Brad provided for his family, and he's able to give his wife a good retirement. And by all accounts in the community, he's a hard-working guy, who has a pretty good marriage. Still doesn't go to church. Definitely not abiding in God's Word. Now, when Brad, young Brad, stopped going to church, his mother and his grandmother said that he was wandering from the faith. When Brad got married, they said that he was a good guy, but he still needed to get back in church. When Brad had kids, they say he was a really good dad who worked hard and made a living for his family. When, dad, when Brad retired, they said he was a great guy who did a lot of good for his community. And all the while, amidst the degrees and the job and the marriage and the kids and the grandkids and the retirement, Brad was still a child of Satan. He just learned how to put stuff on top of it. You see, when we hear someone say child of Satan, we tend to think of like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. We tend to think of ISIS. We tend to think, oh, did, did Brad join a cult? But right here in suburban Georgia, right here in good old Covington, Georgia, there are children of Satan, and they're not wearing long robes. They're not wearing black garb. I don't know what you would really wear in a, you know, Satanism. Contrary to popular belief, children of Satan look just like you and I. They abide in nice homes. They abide in normal families. They abide in steady marriages. But I'll tell you one thing they don't abide in. The Word of God. Therefore, Jesus says, they are not God's children. What Jesus does say is, if God were your Father, you would love Me and not yourself. If you were really of God, you would abide in My Word. If you were really related to Me, My Word would find a place in you. Here in the Bible Belt, we've got a really good 
knack for calling dangerous things really innocent names. Let me put it another way. We can look at something that's really spiritually wrong and we can give it an innocent description. Let me just give you some examples. We can look at someone who's clearly not abiding in God's Word. We can look at someone who's clearly not in any sort of meaningful community with God's people. We can look at someone who's clearly strayed from the faith and we can say things like this. Well, I mean, they don't go to church, but he's a good guy. Well, I mean, he doesn't read his Bible, I guess, but I mean, I'm telling you, he's been in church as long as I can remember. I mean, I don't think they come regularly, but I mean, I'll tell you, the guy can give you shirt off his back. In our passage this morning, Jesus doesn't tell them that they're good people. He says, the reason you can't bear to hear my words is because Daddy is devil. Verse 38, Jesus says, I speak of what I've seen with my Father, capital F, and you do what you've heard from your Father, lowercase f. How in the world do you think, just think for a second, how in the world do you think someone would take that today in Covington, Georgia, if Jesus went up to them and said, I think your father's Satan. <laughs> Honestly, I think it would go just about the way it goes in this passage. The Jews' immediate response is not to go to their faith in Yahweh, it's to go to their ancestry. Verse 39, they answered him right off the bat, Abraham is our father. I honestly believe that what you'd see in the Bible Belt, if Jesus started challenging unbelievers in their unbelief, what you would get is people leaning on their ancestry and not the gospel. Whoa, 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 I'm a, I've been a member at so-and-so for years. My granddaddy's granddaddy started that church. Wait a minute, check the roll there. I got baptized so-and-so. When challenged to authenticate their faith, the children of Satan lean on their pedigree. God's children lean on His promises. When challenged to authenticate their faith, the children of Satan lean on their pedigree. And God's children lean on His promises. I mean, if Jesus met our buddy Brad today, I imagine he'd say the exact same thing he tells the Jews here. If you were Abraham's child, you'd be doing the things that Abraham did. In other words, don't give me your ancestry and don't pull out your membership card. Show me your faith and show me your works. Galatians chapter 3, verses 7 through 9. Just listen. This is what Paul says. Know then that those of faith... It is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. In the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So what Paul's saying is, Abraham was the man of faith, therefore his children are people of faith. These Jews think they're descendants of Abraham because they share in his bloodline. But Jesus is telling them, no, 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 the sons of Abraham are those who believe in me. You're hearing the word of God and you want to kill me. Abraham heard the word of God and he believed it. The sons of Abraham are those who have faith in Jesus and believe in his words. Now the Jews don't believe Jesus really because in part they don't really understand what he's saying. Verse 41, you're doing the works of your father that your father did. They said to him, 
We're not born of sexual immorality. So the Jews think that Jesus is calling them illegitimate children of Abraham. And in some ways, he kind of is. They're seeking to claim the inheritance of Abraham without actually being people of faith. And then Jesus drops the hammer. Verse 42 through 44. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Here we go. It's verse 44. You are of your father the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Dang. Let's not sugarcoat it, Jesus. So Jesus is telling them two things. God's not your father, and your real father is a murderer, a liar, and it's Satan. I mean, if I've got to be a Jew, if I'm a Jew, so far in the Gospel of John, this has to incite me and just infuriate me beyond anything he's ever said. When I was a kid, yo mama jokes were really popular. This is probably worse than any yo mama joke a Jew could hear. What Jesus is saying is, your father is a murdering, lying, slithering snake, and you're just like him. Your daddy is the devil, and you do the same thing he does. If I'm a Jew, I'm furious. Jesus is dismissing my entire ancestry. He's telling me that I'm the offspring of the devil, and he's telling me that my entire identity is a lie. Now, we might, be, we might read this today and go, okay, I'll be, I mean... It's okay for Jesus to say that, but I don't think any of us need to be going up to people and, and saying stuff like that. I mean, in some ways you're right. I mean, I hope your evangelism strategy is not going somebody, your dad's a devil. I mean, that's, that's not going to work. But friends, let me hear you say this. Jesus said the truth will set you free, and this is the truth. The truth is that every sinner is a child of Satan unless God adopts them into His family by faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the truth that sets us free. And unless someone believes in that message, they are not free and they are still a child of the devil. People in the Bible Belt need to understand you can't be a spiritual bystander in this spiritual warfare. You can't be lukewarm. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. You're either a child of the devil masked as a Christian or you are actually a child of God. We can't lean on our church attendance. And I'll be honest, we can't even lean on our own baptism if it's not accompanied by genuine faith and abiding in the Word of God. There are millions of Americans that honestly think that reading your Bible is optional. They think they can claim God as their father and not listen to what He has to say. What father on earth would have that? They think they can claim God as their daddy and not obey Him. What? Show me an earthly dad who wants that. And what Jesus says is, if that's you, you're satanic. There are millions of Americans that honestly think that going to church is optional. They think they can claim God as their father but not have anything to do with the rest of his children. What dad wants that? 
If Jesus ain't right here, you're satanic if that's you. It may be hard to hear, but we've got to understand, not every human being is a child of God. I mean, that passes in, in kindergarten. But we're naturally children of Satan. And Scripture says that it's only by the Spirit of God that we cry, Abba. Someone who has not died and been born again is still a child of the devil. I used to play Little League. How many people have played Little League? Come on, we're in Georgia. Keep raising them. You know, I had a love-hate with Little League. You know, I love ball. But I don't know if this is your experience, but there was always those kids on the team that just, you couldn't tell them nothing. You know, they were bad attitude. They were probably usually good. You know, they're the ones that always brought in their own bat. <laughs> I never had my own. They really only cared about themselves. They were loud. They were disrespectful. Over time, if the coach didn't have a backbone, they kind of had their own rules. They got to do things, you know. And nine times out of ten, those little disrespectful kids with the mouth, Mom, give me a Gatorade! <laughs> nine times out of ten, wouldn't you know it, they were just like Mom and Dad. Mom and the dad are the ones yelling at the, at the coach. The mom and dad are the ones yelling at the players, at the um. They were just like little mom and dad. It's the same thing here. Jesus is telling us the exact same thing. If you love yourself more than Jesus, if you desire to build your own kingdom instead of seeing His kingdom raised, if you hate the thought of bowing to someone else's authority, if you become jealous because someone has something you don't, you are of your father the devil and your will is to do your father's desires. Russell Moore, the president of the YRLC, wrote a book called Tempted and Tried. He writes about the temptations that Jesus faces in the desert. And he says, the devil isn't just trying to test Jesus, he's trying to adopt him. Satan was trying to adopt Jesus. Satan was trying to get Jesus to do and want the same things that he does and wants. Satan was trying to get him to do the very same thing that he got Adam and Eve to do, and that's doubt the goodness of their heavenly father. But what did Jesus do every time that Satan tempted him? He used what? Word. He abided in the Word. He quotes Scripture, Deuteronomy, after every single temptation. The children of God lean on the Word of God. This week I googled offspring of Satan. And I wanted to show you, not just one at a time, just... In, don't show all three yet, Quinn. Just go ahead and show them the first one that came up. If you can. I don't know if it's going to work or not. There should be a picture there. I just Googled and took literally the first three. No? I checked. It is supposed to be on there. Is Quinn not even there? <laughs> Hashtag campus pastor. Here it is. All right. Can someone? Oh, no, 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 no,
That's what we think of. Apparently, I think that's a book, maybe. All right. Can you go to the next one? That's what. That's children of Satan. That's the, that's what comes up. That's the second thing on Google. What's number three? That's what people think of when they think child of Satan. Is that? That's children of the corn, I think. Not that I've seen that or not. Um. Contrary to what many people will think, that is not what an offspring of Satan looks like. In fact, Jesus never says that you'll know a child of the devil by what they look like. He says you'll know a child of the devil the same way you'll know a child of God, what they do, what they want, and what they say. A child of Satan does not abide in God's Word. If, you, if someone ain't reading the Bible, you know they ain't abiding in the Bible. A child of Satan does not love the truth. A child of God does. A child of Satan finds their security and their strength in their own name. Meanwhile, a child of God finds their security and their strength in the name of Jesus. I think one of the most distinguishing things is a child of Satan is enslaved by their own desires... And they can only love themselves. But a child of God is free to love others. I mean, I'm telling y'all, there's an extraordinary amount of freedom when you can go up to your enemy and you can say, I'm going to love you regardless of what you do to me, regardless of what you say to me, and regardless of what you think of me. My love for you isn't even dependent on you. You don't determine or control how much I love you. Jesus does. That's freedom. A child of Satan cannot say that. They're shackled in pride, hate, envy, fear, and anger. Have you ever met somebody who, raise your hand if you've, if you've met someone who starts to treat you different based on how well you treat them? That's characteristic of a child of Satan. The truth has not set them free. A child of Satan's love for you is determined solely by how you treat them. Children of God don't work like that. Our love for them is not determined on how they treat us. Because the truth has set us free from the bondage of sin. I'm telling y'all, the father of lies knows how to lie. And I'm telling you, he tells some lies that look like they're the real thing and they're not. Satan wants us to think that the children of Satan look like those pictures. He wants us to think that demonic warfare is like about like ghosts and spirits. Satan wants us to think that Satanism is about joining a cult. What he doesn't want us to know is that sin itself is very satanic. What he doesn't want us to know is that a child of Satan can dress up in a suit and tie and go to church. What Satan doesn't want us to know is that someone's earthly father can be a Christian, but their real father can be the devil. Children of Satan can go to church, y'all. In fact, Satan would much rather you find your security in the church than to abide in the Word. John MacArthur said this in 2003. Satan is most effective in the church when he comes not as an open enemy, 
but as a false friend. Not when he persecutes the church, but when he joins it. Not when he attacks the pulpit, but when he stands in it. Satan can have a field day in the church. In the place where people think they're safest and closest to God, Satan can be having a buffet because all his children are there. Far too many people believe that they're Christians simply because they go to church. The church is where they find their security. The church is where they find their anchor. But the Scriptures never say, blessed is the man who meditates day and night on the people of God. The Scriptures never say, blessed is the man whose delight is in the church. The Scriptures say, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. You should never find your security in Haines Creek if it be not through the Word. You should never walk through that door thinking that as soon as you came in it, you had assurance that you were blessed by God if it not be for abiding in the Word of God. Those who abide in God's Word are God's children. And those who do not abide in God's Word are Satan's children. This is hard to hear. Let's just let's hear that. It's hard. I want you all to listen for a second at how Jesus describes the Pharisees. Matthew chapter 23, verses 13 through 15. He's still not back. Just listen. This is, how, this is what Jesus says to the Pharisees. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tra- Listen to this. Listen, just, just listen. For you travel across sea and land, to make a single proselyte or convert. And when he becomes a proselyte, listen, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. You know, hypocrisy is a, sm- is a foul-smelling thing. But there's something about religious hypocrisy that really irked Jesus. That's because religious hypocrisy is a breeding ground for the devil's children. I want us to go back to our friend Brad for a second. Y'all remember Brad? He's in retirement. Brad suddenly decides to start going to church. Good. Good for Brad. Brad joins a Sunday school. Brad, quote-unquote, recommits his life to Christ. But instead of believing in the gospel, instead of believing that his heart is evil and that he needs to die to himself and he needs to be raised, instead of really believing that he needs to be born again, Brad thinks that being a Christian just means going to church, showing up on Sundays, hanging out with Christian people and doing Christian things. And Jesus says that now Brad has become twice the child of Satan that he ever was. Because instead of trusting in Jesus for his life and dying to himself, Brad just learned how to cover up his idolatrous heart with externally religious things. 
And meanwhile, Jesus says that Brad is of the father, the devil, and his will is due to his father's desires, which is to worship himself. You know, friends, a culture that produces selfish, prideful, Bibleless churchgoers becomes an orphanage for Satan. If you come in here every Sunday and hardly ever read your Bible, the devil wants you to stay put. Just keep doing what you're doing. Have y'all ever been to those churches where the, the role is twice as big as the actual attendance? I think Satan just loves that. Satan loves a church where people can keep their name on a membership list but not actually hear the Word of God. Satan loves a church that makes people think that they're children of God without disciplining them as sons of God. Satan loves a church where everyone thinks that they're free, but because they don't low and love the truth, they're still slaves to selfishness and pride. God is the God of truth, and Satan is the father of lies. I wanted to read this quote from Jonathan Edwards. The devil has undoubtedly a great degree of speculative knowledge in divinity, having been, as it were, educated in the best divinity school in the universe, the heaven of heavens. The devil is orthodox in his faith. He believes the true scheme of doctrine. He is no deist, Socinian, Arian, Pelagian, Antinomian. The articles of faith are all sound and what he is thoroughly established in. In other words, Satan has fantastic theology. Satan knows that Bible better than any of us in here. And he knows that Bible so well, a lot of his children know it really well. What does Jesus say? If God were your father, you would love me. You would love me. You'd love me more than your money. You would love me more than your reputation. You would love me more than your comfort. You would love me more than your authority. God's people love God's word because God's people love God. To this day, the defining feature of God's children over against the children of Satan is love of God. I want to read this quote, last quote. Because when I read it, I just, when I read it, I went, oh my gosh, that's me in my pastoral ministry. This is what Dark, Martin Lloyd-Jones, this is for you, uh, Josh. Martin Lloyd-Jones says this, I spend half my time telling Christians to study doctrine and the other half telling them that doctrine isn't enough. That is my ministry. There are people in here, I want y'all to really get out there and study that word. There's a lot of y'all, I want, you don't know the Bible so well, but I'm kind of, I'm with you. We need, to, we need to walk together and understand theology isn't everything. To, to know, to those who claim to be children of God and don't want to worship their father with his other children, and they don't, they don't think they can be Christians and not read his word, Jesus says you better take a paternity test. To those who haven't missed a Sunday in decades and they know their Bible verse by verse, Jesus still says, do you love me? Those who abide in God's Word are children of God. Abide. Do you dwell in the Word of God? 
Do you live in the Word of God? Do you remain in the Word of God? I'll tell you, when I'm out of town, I don't know if y'all are like this, when I'm out of town for almost like more than two days, I start missing my house. I start missing my wife. I start missing my kids. I miss my bed. After, after about two days, I'm ready to get home. And that is exactly what it should be like when God's children are out of God's Word. We miss it because that's where we abide. That's our home. It cannot be natural to detach a Christian from God's Word because that's where they abide. Is that you? I know a lot of people who feel uncomfortable missing church. Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you not feel yourself when you're out of God's Word because that's your natural habitat? This morning I ask you, are you reading God's Word or are you dwelling in it? Are you running to it like that's Daddy's voice? If not, I invite you to abide in the Word and I invite you more to abide in Jesus. This morning I want to remind you that you cannot have a relationship with Jesus Christ without hearing from Jesus Christ. Let's abide in Christ by abiding in His Word. Let's pray. Father, let us all take a paternity test this morning. Who's our daddy? Search our hearts. Father, let Your Holy Spirit come and convict us of sin so that we can see our blind spots. Come and search our hearts so that we can see what we love most. Father, if there be not, if there's someone in here tonight, this morning, who be not a child of Abraham, and Father, give them the strength to cast their souls on Jesus. All these things we ask in your precious Son's name. Amen.